I didn't hear that back back clip. We're jumping right into this, everybody. It's episode 104, 104 of the Through Being Cool podcast. Mm. Informed, concise, not really. Night Riders Night. Witness us. We give you permission to listen to us. We never introduce our hosts. We never do this correctly. I've been doing, I've been doing a thought. I've been doing thought. That's right. Thought That's experiment. The, I've been doing a thought experiment. And I, th- and I was thinking up ways of getting more people to listen to the show. Now, being 177 in Romania is great. But I think we can get into the top 100. I, I seriously think that we could get into the top 100 comedy podcasts in Romania. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, last week we found out that we are number 177 comedy podcast in the country of Romania. We're all very proud. That, and that was without even trying. Didn't even try. No effort at all. So I, I'm I'm Patrick. I am I'm one of the three guys on this show. Let's go around the horn. I'm Nick, I'm one of the three guys on the show as well. I'm Tristan. I'm one of the three guys on the show too. That's <laughs> all right, Patrick. You go. Okay, I'm I'm Patrick, and I am like Tristan and Nick, a guy on this show. I am Nick. I am no, actually it, a ghost. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think that we've in in honor of um national woman's month we decided that we probably shouldn't have a normal show as to not offend any of the bleeders and nick um came up with the idea to do a themed show this week and then next week i'm gonna make tristan come up with a theme and then i'll do a theme we're gonna do march is gonna spooky march is gonna be a themed month because we don't want to offend any women you you just you just made that bit up yeah Nick Nick just wanted to do a spooky thing. It's fine now. Now that we now that it's a it's you gotta think on your toes. That's that's what we're doing this month. It's themed I'm episodes. S- I'm sitting down. I've got this stool thing right, and it's it's like this is what it looks like, right? And I sit on it. Stool like shit. No, oh no, dude. I've been trust me. That's not happening. I've been. Are you I'm, in front of a reflecting pool, Nick? No, it's. Uh, oh yeah, Tristan. Explain what's going on with Nick. He, he, I mean, he's just got this this emerald, uh, emerald light bouncing on. It's not emerald; it's a spooky, it's a spooky light. What color would you say it is? Spooky color, greenish, ghoul green. Yeah, ghoul green, little green if, ghouls. If you were in a Halloween themed Crayola box, what color would that green be? Little green ghoul, green. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> you look great. Nick's got a background of a haunted house. Nope, nope, flipped. I think we're gonna have to find a happy medium. I think he's gonna have to like it's gonna either be way too loud or that's the volume we're gonna have it at. No, it's uh yeah. nothing. I think, I think he can go up like one beep. Riveting. God, I, hope, I hope this is someone's first show. No, I just edited it, edit it out. I won't I won't do that. I don't edit unless we say names. How's that? I think your your Still. stuff is cl- yeah, I think your thing is gonna is gonna edit it out because it's gotta make sure your voice gets through nice. Oh, it's all right. I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. Although it's just one of my spoofs. Circling back to we should probably look into another recording medium. Why would happen? Because Zoom clips everything to hell. And oh yeah. Is kind of inconsistent. Well it's okay. It's going from a microphone 
from the speaker. I mean, it's obviously not. Oh no, I was just do that. I was just saying, like we we've been talking about it before, but yeah, I'll I'll start. I'll look into it. The only one I know is Teams. What other options are there? Uh, there's Poom, which is like. Uh, no, nah, you're you're making jokes. Um, there's there's Zoom, which is <laughs> kind of like Christian Mingle, but for synagogue. There's, there's Doom. It's it's. I'm just I've got, I've got the shirt on. So. And then there's there's Poon, which is like Zoom, but you have to show your bussy. <laughs> Natural <laughs> Women's Month, everybody. No, that's only friends. You just say bussy. Yeah, I did. <laughs> only fans. Mm. Here's an idea. What if we did this? Nick, as a segue, because I kind of wrote this down as a show note, because I was talking, I was thinking about ways to like, how can we get more listeners? How can we get more people involved? Romanians specifically. Romanians specifically. Um, I was thinking we do an OnlyFans, right? And on the OnlyFans, we post the video of the show, but as part of like the allure, part of like why you're getting the OnlyFans, it's not just us, not just our beautiful faces, but every 10 minutes, one of us takes off their shirt and does 10 push-ups. I mean, I was, I wasn't with you on the first half. Into, we put peanut butter on her titties first. Man, no, just straight up. <laughs> or I'll get a pull-up bar. I'll do ten pull-ups. I'll do ten chin-ups, and I'll do ten push-ups every ten minutes. And that's how we'll get the show bigger. So we get an OnlyFans. Could we do that? Could we get an OnlyFans? It's just the video of the show. Pretty sure uh, we could get an OnlyFriends. You mean like? Oh my God! How is that not a thing yet? How is not? How is it not only friends? Just like, just it's pals. Like only, it's like only fans, but not nude. Just palling around. You can't show your pussy. Yeah, that, that's called Twitch. Fair. You win. I thought that was for video <laughs> game. I mean, dude, it's everything now. Is it? Yeah, I watch a political video podcast on Twitch now. So, dude, I've gotten so deep into QAnon, it's fucking nuts. Not believing it, Tristan. I saw the face you're making. Um the the research behind why people think why what it is really and like the people who are in like stories of people who are involved and like people who are pushing it dude it's just, fucking absurd it's just sad it's just it is it really really is so many families have been torn apart it's it's just absolute it's it's confirmation bias to the to a millionth degree mm-hmm. nick is like, changed. go ahead like, I'm sorry. i was no i was just doubling down on like how there are still literally people who think that Donald Trump will be president yeah uh, in just a couple weeks or something yeah. god emperor i don't, I don't think call so. him god <laughs> emperor you know what nick i agree with you i don't i, think I don't so. i don't believe them i honestly i don't believe i think that 80% of them think that it would be more fun and exciting if they were in if they were privy to some information that no one else is right because their lives are boring but I don't. I don't believe that they believe it. I truly don't. I think so that, you, you think it's the imaginary friend complex. That, yes. That most kids don't actually believe they have an imaginary. Friend. Yeah. Let's let's say fifty to eighty percent is my guess. I like to think that it's more. It's more of what we just what we talk about. Nick is just kind of like the communal like group think of like they just want to be a part of something so fucking bad that they're willing yeah. to like swallow some amount of bullshit just to be like. Yeah, but like I can get on the internet and these people are always there to talk to me and we don't even talk about that kind of shit. We just, we, you know, we share those stories. That's not what we talk about, but the whole basis of their interactions is like, oh, and also there's a cabal of uh, child molesters. We don't have, we don't have villages and there's just not a sense of community anymore. Right? It's not a judgment. 
it's just, it's just true. We don't have yeah. a sense of community in the same way that we evolved with. And it's like a human need. And Tristan, I mean, you back me up on this. You studied psychology. It's just a basic human need because that's what we evolved to do. And, and we don't have it in the way that we evolved to have it anymore. And so people need something to oh. rally around. Whatever happened to predictability? Milkman, paperboy. <laughs> Even in TV. I, no, I'm not longing for those days. I mean, I never had those days, but... Everywhere well, you look. <laughs> <clears throat> That's just the way it is. <clears throat> no, I mean, you're right. I just wanted to get full house joke in. <laughs> Somebody who needs you. Like, <laughs> Good song. Is it? We <laughs> lost out there and you're all alone. Light is waiting to carry you home. Everywhere you look. I love the idea of like your wife's in the other room, like, well, they must be recording because Nick's singing the full house theme song. That's the she only thing they can think of. She knows what I'm about. <laughs> All right, you got Nick, my number. You, you you take the reins on this one, buddy. I I I've got a I've got a couple that I found, but I'm gonna let you do all of this. You lead, you lead, not follow. Well, actually, where we go, one we go all. It's a Q and not saying. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do it. No, you're doing it. This is your week. Oh, and boy. I just decided that right as we Tristan pointed it out. <laughs> well, I didn't I didn't really think this through because you said you were gonna bring some. I got uh, no. I'm not starting this because I don't somewhat. This is embarrassing. Somewhat. What did you bring some of? Nick. Creepy pastas. Oh. What's a creepy pasta? Creepy pasta is a spooky story. This is going great. Well, yeah, this is embarrassing. You said you were gonna bring one, so I thought you I were got gonna bring one, one, but I'm not starting. This is your show, Nick. This was your idea. Okay, okay. So <laughs> I'll start it. I'll introduce it, but then okay. you got to do the story. What? No, no. What? You were supposed. You you said that you. you okay, were, fine. This, this fine. is so the show. Whole, so this the is the show now. It was like you were just gonna say we're doing creepy pasta, and Patrick has creepy pasta. That was the premise. <laughs> yes. Of the, show. the show is that now. The show is now what the show should have been. It's I like guess. a potluck. That's what this is. But you bring the pot. It sounds like it's a pot. It sounds like it's a patluck where Patrick's just going to read all the fucking creepy pasta that he found. All right, let's just talk about You were about supposed to come and you were supposed to bring the pasta. You were supposed <laughs> to talk about the pasta. Let's just, let's just talk about spooky. It's going to be creepy. Let's talk about spooky topics. I can't bring the pasta until you talk about the pasta. You're supposed to tell me, well, that's so creepy about all this pasta. And then we're supposed to talk about it. You're losing me. Okay. So oh, this is creepy pasta Seinfeld. It's fun. So we, we won't do we won't do new material Seinfeld. <laughs> we we won't do we won't do. Um, All right, fuck it. Do you want to, I have no, 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 no. I want to do something no. different. I want to do something. No, different. no, 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 no. I have All it pulled right. up. I have it pulled up. Let me read this. I'll get the ball rolling while I'm reading this. You two chuckle fox can find out whatever can do the work we were supposed to be doing all week when Nick was so adamant sending text messages. <laughs> Let's do a creepypasta episode. And I'm just like, all right, it sounds like fine. It sounds like less work than having to be really funny for an hour. I'll just find stuff on the internet and I'll read that. That's fine. No, I, I have it. an idea. I, I have love a better it. idea. No, 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 no. I'm sidelining. <laughs> you told me. No, I spent my 25 minutes on the internet today that I could have spent reading about uh, the Sasquatch that I was going to do. 
but I found creepypasta. Which is a creepypasta. You can, that's a, that's it could have been, but I didn't want okay. to steal a bit because okay. there's another show that did that. Okay. So listen. would you please, Nick or Tristan, explain what creepypasta is? Tristan, I think you have a better grasp. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I don't know what's happening anymore. You have essentially, Nick, what you have done is you've been like, guys, let's start a baseball team. And, <laughs> and then you're, you, and you're like, and you go, no. and you were like, I know all the rules of baseball. I I'm made, I made a recommendation and you created expectations without communicating them to me. Fuck off. You said, you know, <laughs> expectations like talking about it. I just made a suggestion. I didn't say what I was going to do. You made a suggestion. You got a bag drop. You put on a green light and you didn't find one creepypasta story. (laughs) I made a recommendation. You said you were going to bring the stories. And I essentially put on a suit of armor, walked up to the front lines and been like, well, where's the swords? So so from now on, if I just suggest an idea, now I own that idea and I have to do all the legwork for it. At what point did you not think that was the what was, was being taken when you said, hey, guys, I want to do a creepypasta episode. I said, why don't we do a spooky episode? I, I didn't know okay. that meant that I had to prepare everything for a spooky episode. Okay, well, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so it was okay. All right, I understand that. Can I ask? Okay, so you said let's do a spooky episode. So if I say if I, I say why don't we do it at ten o'clock? Do I have to drive to all your houses and make sure that your clocks are working properly? I thought I thought it was pretty clear that by let's see, meant Patrick. Like I thought that was pretty clear. Like Patrick, oh, you, you do you are, do a spooky episode. You guys are making me so upset. <laughs> well then, yeah, and then he volunteered to bring oh, the stories. God, no, no, no. I said I have a story. I said I spent 25 minutes trying to find a creepypasta and I found one that I was going to read. Well, what, I read wanna po- what I want to point out is that Nick said, let's do a spooky episode. And this is what Nick has done to prepare for the spooky episode. Nick, I'm not picking on you, but I just need to point out the obvious. You brought a keyboard to play spooky music. You made your backdrop spooky. You put on a green light to be spooky. These aren't things that were planned. This was spontaneous. Totally incidental, right? <laughs> oh, I already had these backdrops and green light I would, later. <laughs> I would have, I would have done this regardless, irregardless. So if we were doing a show strictly about oral sex, which let's just be honest, that's sometimes what happens. You would still do everything you're doing right now. Yes, I already had this queued up. Anyone else tells me that I, I wouldn't believe them, mm-hmm. but for you, I do. Yeah, this was just in the rotation of backgrounds and uh, props, and yeah. yeah. Right, Every ninth well, episode. All right. Well, let spooky me spooky uh, background. Let me stretch out so I can carry this bad boy on my fucking back, uh, Nick. So, so I want to lighten Nick's load. Why don't you empty out your backpack? Put it on. I'm my not course. responsible for your uncommunicated expectations. <laughs> Here we go. This is a creepy pasta episode. Nick, can you at least tell the listeners what creepy pasta is? They're scary stories. S- okay, that's better because last time you said Tristan, I think you should do it. <laughs> Is there anything else about them? Scary stories generally communicated online. It's like it's like the online form of telling campfire stories. Thank you, Tristan. But they're usually found on like online forums and uh, message threads and whatnot. I found this one on an online forum. Would you guys like me to read it to you? No, I'd like to have another 20-minute conversation about who <laughs> reads it personally. This one's called Ben Drowned Farts. 
So you're taking a real creepy pasta, yeah, and then and then injecting parts into it. No, I just I just Googled fun ben, creepy. I I Googled fun creepy pasta. Ben drowned is a real creepy pasta. Okay. I didn't know that. I googled. That's a good one. Of course, I you didn't know that. Why? Because nobody I, does the research. I googled. That's a really good one, isn't it? It's it's like one of the one of the uh, OG really popular ones. Okay, it's one I, of the pastaiest ones. I just googled funny creepy pasta just for fifteen minutes, and this is what I found at the twenty third minute. I only do twenty five minutes of internet a day. This is what I found. So if you guys don't like this. I'm going to pull out both my balls. I'll put them on screen and you guys take turns kissing them because that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and that'll be our first thing on OnlyFans. Okay, this one's called Ben Drowned Farts. I have a massive fucking crush on Ben. I want him to fuck me. You and Ben was cuddling. You lifted your hand under his tunic and grabbed his sexy butt. He got a boner and farted right on your hand. He blushed, you blushed and smirked and sniffed your own hand. Ben sat in your lap because he saw you liked it and his eye twitched a bit as he farted on your vagina. You moaned and blushed. You kissed Ben's neck as he let out a seven second fart as he sighed in relief. You got so turned on that you picked him up gently, put him on your bed with his ass sticking out along with his boner and put your face in his sexy ass. He smirked and farted as you sniffed. It smelled like rotten eggs and beef. Damn, Ben was being sexy. You then began to grind his ass on your vagina. He farted on your vag four times in a row. You cummed on his ass and cuddled in bed as he farted in bed. Then you two had sex all night long. Stellar. <laughs> it's a very good creepy pasta, Patrick. Walk me through the scary parts, though, because I was okay. I was too scared to listen. Okay, <laughs> I think the scariest part is that he let out a seven-second fart, <laughs> and then another scary part is when is when someone put him up on the bed with his was sticking out his ass along with his bone. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this show. It's my new favorite book. I think the I think the most erotic part is when he farts on your vag four times in a row, and then you take it a second to to come down his ass. I have the sense of humor of a child. Oh, fuck. So Tristan, what, how did that do nothing for you? So this is what happens when you two tell me to do something and I don't understand the premise of it. <laughs> Tristan, when was the last time you laughed like that? Oh, man. Like like you just laughed? Oh, <sighs> I don't know. It's been a long time. Oh. Ouch, pa that hurts. Patrick, you... Yeah are not an idiot as much as you like try to play one <laughs> you know what a well, that was really that was uh, that was uh, anyone else says that, i'm gonna be like hey man i think i have to fit you <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey this is a safe space <laughs> that, that is that is your, literally your go-to line of like talking about how you're not as smart as your friends i don't know i'm not it. 
but you know what a creepy pasta is. Only kind of. And here's the thing: is like all the other I don't know. Are- the farts aren't scary. I don't <laughs> look, dude, Ben. You put him on your bed with his ass out, along with his boner. You <laughs> just read it again. Read some highlights. <laughs> Tristan, you want me to read it again? Tristan, just let yourself laugh, man. <sighs> All right, let me see if I can find another one. <laughs> I had I had one more saved just in case that one didn't work. Oh god, I love that. <laughs> just in case that one didn't connect with you guys the way I thought that it would. And I know I see that one of you like had a good time, but the other one didn't really. One of us liked it. One of you liked it. Well, one of us was buying into a premise. All right. What about this one? Dark link farts. (laughs) Is that a good one? This one's by sneaky creep. That's who wrote this one. That's a spooky name. That's a spooky name. Tristan, we're already spookier than the last one. This one's called dark link farts. You was next to your sexy boyfriend, dark link. He was gassy today. You was so horny that day. You two was just sitting down on the couch when Dark Link made an uncomfortable face and lifted himself a little and farted like five seconds loud. After that, he sighed in relief and rested his hands behind his head and closes his eyes. You start fingering your vagina because of him. By the way, he farted on your poor lucky couch. He looked at you and smirked and wanted him and his fart so damn bad. You kiss his neck and touch his body. You accidentally squeeze his tummy and he farts it again for like 10 (laughs) seconds aloud this time. You felt like something was just gonna pour out of your vag from the horniness. He felt so good and so sexy. Then he put his dick in you and you two had sex all night long. (laughs) Squeeze, squeeze. <laughs> Squeeze this <laughs> You kiss his neck and touch his body. You accidentally squeeze his tummy and he farts it again was 10 seconds loud this time. I just like how both of these, not the same writer, ended with the people having sex all night long. <laughs> They're written <laughs> written by people who are very attuned with erotic fiction knows how sex works uh, squeezed his tummy oh, that, that goes me and he farted a lot for 10 seconds this time <laughs> and, and like poorly constructed sentences and mis, mispronounced words yeah I love it when gets me the, too. the wrong tense of verbs and stuff always fucking kills me oh fuck <laughs> All right, so that's the prep work I did. I found both of those today. Uh, in, in between in between uh, sets of the gym, I looked up creepypasta, hoping to God no one fucking saw what I was looking at. All right, so these, here both, both of these pages are just filled with fucking anime tits on the side. I'm gonna say that the I'm gonna say that the the Venn diagram for creepypasta fart stories and um, hentai is just a circle. Here's here's my idea. Sorry. All right. We've got some writing prompts and we go, what, 
And okay. He, no, I, I was I flicked something out of my mouth. I wasn't being a dickhead. I had something in my teeth and I flicked it out. Okay. That was the face I made. We do we tell the story one sentence at a time. Okay. So I, I do a sentence, Tristan does a sentence, you do a sentence, and then we I'm still fucking game for this. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna read you a couple I'm gonna read a couple prompts. Tristan, you pick one, okay? All right. <clears throat> Tristan, is this uh, how long have you been awake? Mm-hmm. Is this the first conversation you've had with another human? Of course it is. Jesus, man. Just try and have fun, all right? Okay, here's one prompt. You feel yourself slowly becoming a monster, right? You're lost in the woods and you don't know how you got there. You hypnotize your brother and you can't snap him out of it. Um... A group of friends take on a zombie apocalypse. Um, you finally meet your child's imaginary friend who turns out to be a serial killer. And then the last option, when a local police officer goes to investigate the haunted house down the street, he finds a young girl who died decades ago. Go, Tristan, go. I choose number one. <clears throat> you let him read all of those and you made your decision to the first one. That was the one that sounded the best to me. You find yourself slowly becoming a monster? Yes. Okay. I turned into a monster. Okay. Uh, So I just got home from school. and, And I sat down at my desk to start on my homework. All right, Tristan. All right, so it's Nick, Tristan, Patrick? I guess, yeah. I guess so. That's uh, how you guys are on my screen. That's fair. I pulled out my notebook and got my pen, but I, all of a sudden I wasn't feeling so well. <laughs> I accidentally squeezed my tummy and I farted for 10 seconds. Going straight to plagiarizing. I thought... I thought the food tasted weird in the cafeteria... And I noticed some green ooze on my open-faced turkey sandwich. Suddenly, I looked down at my skin, and I noticed that it had started to get crusty and green. Bugs! Bugs were everywhere. They were crawling out of my out of my mouth and my ears. Pores started opening up on my arm and each one turned into a butthole and started farting. And my dad came in and screamed, who's doing all that fart? And when he opened the door, he saw me. He saw my claws growing and my green skin and the bugs pouring out of my ears and mouth and all the farts. And all of a sudden, my fingernails turned into boners. Uh, And my dad was like, I've never been more proud of my boy. And then my mom came in to look at the disaster. And so I started, they, my dad said, finger, why don't you finger both of us? With oh your, my God. God damn it. No. <laughs> your penis nails. 
And then I turned to my dad and I opened my mouth to speak, but all that I could say was. (laughs) (laughs) Can that be the end of it? Like this is going to go. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Let's try it. Let's try to do a real one. (laughs) What are you talking about? Do one without farts. Tristan, what's your creepy contribution to this? You got to, you got to figure something out, buddy. What was that thing you guys were texting about? I didn't get a chance to research it, but it looked interesting. Yeah, I'll pass. S- how shitty did that just sound out S- loud? SCP, you know. Yeah, what is that? That's what I thought we were doing this on. Secure, oh. contain, protect. What is that? Okay, so what SCP is? Is it sort of like, um, it's like X Files cases, kind of, okay. but they people write out the protocols for. Oh yeah, it's like the how game to control. manage the monsters. Do I? It's the game control. What's the game control? <clears throat> Justin, can you back me up on this? I haven't started playing it yet. <clears throat> uh, the game control is all about, is, I mean, a big component of the game is these objects that have like special powers and it's just like a fridge. And when you discover, you discover like files on like, like, hey, this fridge was jumping around. Upon further research, we found out that this, if you open up the fridge and open up the drawer, it's a d- different dimension. Here's how you protect yourself from the, the beings that are coming out of that dimension. Pretty much, yeah. All right, it's a fucking so, rad game, Tristan. You should play it, especially on PS5. I've I've got it downloaded. It was free last month. You got to play. It was one of my favorite games when it came out that year. I'll I'll read one of the SCPs. All right, all right. It's pretty cool. SCP one seven three, item number SCP one seven three, object class Euclid, special containment procedures. Item SCP-173 is to be kept in a locked container at all times. When personnel must enter SCP-173's container, no fewer than three may enter. I can't keep doing that. No fewer than three may enter at any time, and the door is to be relocked behind them. At all times, two persons must maintain direct eye contact with SCP-173 until all personnel have vacated and relocked the container. Description. Moved to site 19, 1993. Origin is as of yet unknown. It is constructed from concrete and rebar with traces of Krylon brand spray paint. SCP-173 is animate and extremely hostile. The object cannot move while within direct line of sight. Line of sight must not be broken at any time with SCP-173. Personnel assigned to enter the container are instructed to alert one another before blinking. Object is reported to attack by snapping the neck at the base of the skull or by strangulation. In the event of an attack, personnel are observed class four hazardous object containment procedures. Personnel report sounds of scraping stone originating within the container when no one is present inside. This is considered normal and any change in this behavior should be reported to the acting HMCL supervisor on duty. The reddish-brown substance on the floor is a combination of feces and blood. Origin of these materials is unknown. The enclosure must be cleaned on a bi-weekly basis. Those are fun. Are they all, like, user-generated? Yeah. And people upvote and downvote them. Isn't that cool? That is really cool. Yeah, true. That whole game, I think, well, Nick, I don't know if you, I don't know what you're, <clears throat> I know you like video games, but I don't know if you'd like that kind of a video game, but it's like that whole game is about SCPs. That's awesome. 
it's kind of like X Files y, kind of Twin Peaks ish a little bit, and but like a lot of emphasis on SCP. Hey, we can. I have an email from Joe that's spooky that we could read. One one thing that I really like about it is that uh, it's it involves uh, occupational safety and monsters, which are two <laughs> things that I like. Fucking nerd. <laughs> oh, Nick can relate. <laughs> hey, come on, man! This is a safe space. <clears throat> yeah, just you're being very aggressive today. Do you need someone to uh, accidentally squeeze your tummy get those farts out for 10 seconds? <laughs> lay you how down with I, your boner and your butt out? How about I gently lay you on my bed with your butt out along right. with your boner? <clears throat> I got one more short one. All right. It's pretty good. All right. SCP-096, object class Euclid. Some of them, by the way, are uh, like not monsters. They're also like locations there's one that's really cool that is uh it's the idea that all of the state of massachusetts is is actually unpopulated and they're sort of like uh portals and when someone thinks that they're in a city in uh massachusetts they're actually transported to another city in the united states and like the government conspires to keep this while they're trying to investigate because they don't understand it Hmm. they're conspiring to to keep this under wraps it's pretty wild be, All right. Object to be class. Fair, I've I've never been to Massachusetts, so I don't know if that's I don't know that I have I don't think I have been. <clears throat> no, I've never been there. I thought I had, but yeah. I could not have been. I like, I you went on a trip. Yeah, it was a it was a layover, and so I did a quick tour of the city. Uh SCP-096 is to be contained in its cell, a five meter by five meter by five meter airtight steel cube at all times. Weekly checks for any cracks or holes are mandatory or farts. There are to be absolutely no video surveillance or optical tools of any kind inside of SCP-096's cell. Security personnel will use pre-installed pressure sensors and laser detectors to ensure SCP-096's presence inside the cell. Any and all photo, video, or recordings of SCP-096's likeness are strictly forbidden without approval from Dr. Blank and 05-Blank. Description. SCP-096 is a humanoid creature measuring approximately 2.38 meters in height. Subject shows very little muscle mass with preliminary analysis of body mass suggesting mild malnutrition. Arms are grossly out of proportion with the rest of the subject's body with an approximate length of 1.5 meters each. Skin is mostly devoid of pigmentation with no sign of any body hair. SCP-096's jaw can open up to four times the norm of an average human. Other facial features remain similar to an average human with the exception of the eyes, which are also devoid of pigmentation. It is not yet known whether SCP-096 is blind or not. It shows no signs of any higher brain functions and is not considered to be sapient. SCP-096 is normally extremely docile with pressure sensors inside its cells indicating it spends most of the day pacing by the Eastern wall. However, when someone views SCP-096's face, whether it be directly via recording or even a photograph, it will enter a stage of considerable emotional distress. SCP-096 will cover its face with its hands and begin screaming, crying, and babbling incoherently. Approximately one to two minutes 
After the first viewing, SCP-096 will begin running to the person who viewed its face, who will from this point on be referred to as SCP-096-1. Documented speeds have varied from 35 kilometers per hour to blank kilometers per hour, and it seems to depend on the distance from SCP-096-1. At this point, no known material or method can impede SCP-096's progress. The actual position of SCP-096-1 does not seem to affect SCP-096's response. It seems to have an innate sense of SCP-096-1's location. Note, this reaction does not occur when viewing artistic depictions. Upon arriving at SCP-096-1's location, SCP-096 will proceed to kill and data expunged SCP-096-1, what do you think it is? 100% of the cases have left no traces of SCP-096-1. SCP-096 will then sit down for several minutes before regaining its composure and becoming docile again. It will then attempt to make its way back to its natural habitat, data redacted. Due to the possibility of a mass chain reaction, including breach of a foundation foundation of Foundation secrecy and large civilian loss of life, retrieval of subject should be considered alpha priority. Dr. Blank has also petitioned for immediate termination of SCP-096, see interview 096-1. Termination order has been approved and is to be carried out by Dr. Blank on data redacted. Pretty cool, huh? Things are like, so people just write all this shit and then post them. Uh, and then people upvote them or downvote them. And uh, some of them too, like people, people add, uh, mm. uh, like, um, what's it called? Uh, like when it's written out, um, audio logs from interviews and stuff like that. So the stories can get like more complex if it's mm -hmm. a popular mm -hmm. one that people like. It's pretty cool. <coughs> it's pretty spooky. Ooh. There was one about. Uh, a stairwell that's an infinite infinitely declining stairwell yeah like uh audio logs and stuff from people that are forced to descend as deep as they can go that's kind of neat do you guys want to read the spooky email from joe that we've been putting off for like months that i totally forgot about until just now yeah yeah all right let me pull this up do you guys remember when i used to be able to do this really quickly no. Let's just see. Let's just see if you can do it. Let's just see if I can do it. Let's just see if I can do it. Here it goes. God answers emails. We answer emails. Send us your questions, please. You guys know Joe. Everybody knows Joe. Super Everybody fan. knows Joe. Everybody knows Joe. I need to do a spooky version of that. <laughs> Joe, oh yeah, you do. What if we do like what if like every fourth episode is a spooky episode? Because this is fun. Uh, this would require some work. And as far as I know, I'm the only one who does it around here. <laughs> and that's not that's not me saying it. That's you guys saying that to me. That's what you guys said to me earlier. All right. Oh, I can, we thought you would do it. I can do so. I was doing a bit. <laughs> mm. I was poking fun at Nick. 
<laughs> All right. So Joe sent us this email. He sent us a couple of emails about uh, Halloween stuff. And one was a, a longer story that we've got time for. So I want to get to it now. Um, let's see here. Let me pull it up. Bop, 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 bop. Okay. This letter comes from Joe. Ooh. And don't worry, Nick, I'll put in like the Are You Afraid of the Dark music underneath this. Um, yes. Okay. So here he goes from Joe. Submitted for your approval. There it is. Of the Through Being Cool Society. We give you the story from Joe. When I was around nine, back when I lived near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, I had a couple of experiences that for a long time I would say was a haunting. I'm the only boy of four, with four sisters, which meant when I got older, I had my own room, which was great. But I had undiagnosed anxiety and an intensely active imagination, which means I was terrified to be alone in the dark. Turns out my mom and all of my sisters currently take anxiety meds. So I don't know, maybe it runs in the family. Uh, <clears throat> I say all that to set the scene. At age nine, I finally got my own room and was getting used to being alone with marginal success. It was probably early October of that year because I distinctly remember my birthday present sitting in one corner of my room and my birthday is in late September. I couldn't sleep one night because I kept hearing noises in my room that I could not explain. Papers rustling and little scratching noises. Turns out my sister Liz, who had pet mice that had escaped and they were trying to make a nest out of my school papers. I got up, found the mice, had a freak had a freak exchange of words and rodents with my sister, then went back to bed. The following night, I was still on edge, distracted by every little sound and movement in our house. When I did finally fall asleep, I had a very vivid dream. I was laying in my bed. My surroundings were accurate enough for me to tell that I was awake, and this was all real. And I can't stress that enough. It felt real. As usual, I don't remember the beginning of the dream, but at some point, I found myself talking to someone, just a disembodied voice. It said that it was a ghost and that he was sorry that the mice had scared me. I asked why, and he said that he had told the mice to come into my room, but he didn't know it would bother me. But now that he knew I was afraid of the dark, he wouldn't bother me anymore. And so I chatted with the ghost for a few minutes in the dream time. And then I distinctly remember saying sort of cheerfully, well, thank you, you're a nice ghost, so I'm not afraid of you. And he laughed and suddenly, he laughed suddenly and very loud, like the kind of cackle you hear in cheesy kids' horror shows. And it scared the ever-living shit out of me. But in that split second before I woke up, I also heard him mischievously say, whoops, sorry about that. When I woke up, I was paralyzed with fear. I tried to yell or move or say anything. It was at that moment that I understood the scene in E.T. when the obnoxious main character sees that walking foreskin alien for the first time and is so scared he can't talk and tries in vain to call for his mom. I tried to do exactly that. First off, E.T. rules. Just, I, I love that movie. <laughs> um, the only thing that calmed me down was that I saw the pile of papers that the mice had been rummaging through the night before. And in that dream, it was in the wrong corner of the room. So it had to be a dream but it felt so real that I kept questioning for hours. It took me to finally fall asleep. Lesson of this part of the story, ghosts are assholes. It was a few months later that things took a turn from goofy scary to truly terrifying. I woke up in the middle of the night very suddenly and found that I could not move. I'm sure you know the experience of being in a dream and trying to wake up. This is very similar, except that I was very awake and very aware of what was going on. I just could not move. This was strange enough, but I suddenly started feeling a cold panic set in like a building fear that I could not localize or pinpoint the cause of. And something was saying to me, it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> not a voice, but a feeling. It's coming, it's coming. You need to leave right now. I tried moving, I tried screaming, but nothing worked. And then I saw it. it, stood in the doorway, tall and thin. It was the shape of a person, but was entirely featureless. Just a cloud, just a dark cloud, an absence of light. 
It had poorly defined edges and it was glowing in the darkness. It was a shadow person. One of the strangest features was the eyes. It's very hard to describe, but I didn't see the eyes. When I focused on the head, I perceived where the eyes were supposed to be, and those two spots seemed to be darker than the surrounding blackness. And it was staring at me very angrily. It radiated hate. I could feel its evil. I just stared at it, completely unable to move. I wanted to look away, but I feared that if I did, not that I could, that it would take that moment to attack. And the fear that I was all the fear that was all encompassing. I've never been more afraid of anything in my entire life. I suddenly felt that this was the same entity that had visited me in the dream a couple months earlier. Nothing tipped me off about that. I just made the connection. And in my mind, it went from a silly little nightmare, ghost bumbling its way into scaring me, to being more of a deliberately calculated bully. I don't know how long it lasted. I don't even know if my eyes were actually open, but eventually it just all went away. I finally woke up fully, crawled into bed with one of my older sisters, and fell asleep. This whole thing happened again the next week, and I talked to my parents about it. Being the responsible adults that they were, they asked a, prof they asked a professional and learned all about hypno oh god i'm gonna ruin this one hypnagogic hypnagogic hallucinations and how they are rather common and they assured me that it was just my fight or flight response going into overdrive and making shit up in the period between being awake and being asleep just kidding no they told me that it was an evil spirit that was trying to test me because satan was mad that i was a righteous person or some shit like that and dad blessed my room and cast satan out of the home I don't blame my parents. They love me and did what they knew how to do. And I'm sure this would have been a faith promoting experience for me, except that it happened again a few days later. Only this time, the entity hovered over me, grabbed me and held me down. It pressed on me until I couldn't breathe. It squeezed my tummy and a little bit of a fart came out for 10 seconds, even though I could now hear its deep raspy breathing. And then it happened again but I had to live with the memories of it and also the thought that I was somehow so fucked up and unworthy that God left me to the power of Satan's minions. You know, the kind of things that scar you for life. So I learned about sleep paralysis and hypnagogic hallucinations in my mid twenties. <clears throat> I learned that they're actually quite common and most people experience it less than five times in their life. It is literally your body turning on the paralyzing mechanism that turns on every time you fall asleep, but does it before your consciousness turns off. It just does it out of it just does it out of order randomly. This makes you feel like you're being restrained, which triggers your defense mechanisms, which makes your sense super heightened, and you go into intense feedback loop of fear. Eventually, you get so panicked that your mind keeps up visions of the most terrifying thing that it can, just to get you to move your ass. And that terrifying thing, in 99% of cases, is a nameless person from the other tribe who is there to kill you. Add a little bit of butt rate paranoia, and you have alien abductions false but we'll get past that and that is why i don't believe in ghosts or the paranormal what a sad world you live in when real reality <laughs> is just a hallucination your meat computer makes up for the inaccurate inputs from your meat sensors and interprets it all through a convoluted system of prehistoric hunter-gatherer filters and a particularly overactive pattern recognition system atop fallible and easily corruptible memory storage covered in a shit stain of generational myth and superstition why would i believe in anything outside of normalcy <clears throat> because you want to live a life not devoid of joy, Joe. And yet that thought is somehow so much more terrifying to me. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make, the distilled essence of my idiotic ramblings is this. Fuck you, Liz, and your little mice too. Sorry for the long story. Love you guys. So That's fucking crazy. Then how do you explain the wetness on your neck from all the kisses when you wake <laughs> up? The, the part about this that kills me is I, I want to make sure I read it again. Um, 
they told me it was an evil spirit that was trying to test me because Satan was mad that I was a righteous person. Dad blessed my room and cast Satan out of the home. He's nine. <laughs> he's, he's well, yeah. He's so nine. then, then you just have a subconscious fear, knowing that, like, you are not righteous, and so yeah. you're setting yourself up because you That's are so crazy. Because you don't, you don't like you don't believe that you're worthy. Yeah. And you know, what sucks about having parents like that is like when you have parents like mine, where they like, are not parents or a parent like mine, where like, you know, one of them is like overbearing and pushes you too hard and holds you accountable for shit that a 10 year old probably should be held accountable. You can listen to music. You can listen to there's new metal. There's a way to make you feel better about that. There's a way you can connect with a grown man who should be over his bullshit, who is now capitalizing on the fact that he has an inability to cope. You can go to that. But when you're nine, what do you go to when your parents tell you that, that Satan is trying to get you? Well, like, what can you fucking do? That's awful. The answer is a bit more complicated for people our age. The answer is a little bit like there's more nuance now because luck you can go on a forum now instead, or talk with people on on a game online or something like when we were because we when we were growing up our communities were turned off from us at night. Ah, uh, we- okay, I see what you're saying. So you're talking about like a support a support communal aspect of like. Yeah, or just like, you know, we didn't have the internet at at our fingertips when we were like nine. Uh, and not, no, the yeah. infrastructure did not exist as it does right now for you to get no, on no, 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 and no. search forums and try to no, find no, no, answers. No, 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 chat rooms and forums are around. Remember, I grew up on an army base. I'm talking about like, right away. I'm talking about like, if you wanted to go to see what people are saying about this particular topic on Reddit. Oh yeah. yeah, that was like the, yeah the, I see what you're saying. Yeah. The wealth of information we have now, and it's just piled onto itself in the last oh, yeah. five years, 30 years. Yeah. Like grew up in a religious community. If you grew up in a religious community, like they're it's pretty insular. What is it? Insular. Mm-hmm. And so you, yeah, you're not, you're not going to get, anyone out there that's like, no, here's, you know, here, here's the, the science behind what is happening to you. Right. He's, he's just going to hear people who agree with his dad. Well, it's because the reality is his dad was actually working for the devil. <laughs> he was the one <laughs> setting the dreams up. This is like this. I haven't thought about this in fucking years, but do you guys remember that movie stigmata? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, um, back when I played soccer, uh, did you get the like stigmata? A- no, uh, if we had like a soccer tournament, like out of town, like sometimes not all the parents would go. You just have like a group of parents and like the coaching staff. So like, there's no, re- you know what I mean? Cause if it's like a nine hour drive, what's an easy way to save money, put all the kids in a van, parents drive in one van, you know what I mean? It's just a, like a drive the off deal. Cliff. Yeah. Drive the off cliff. Um, and like one of the things we would do is like your games, depending on the schedule is like, you could be done. You could start games like eight o'clock and be done with all, like play two games, be done by one and then literally have nothing to do for the rest of the day. So in order for like the coaching staff to like, make sure we weren't running around or like getting hurt, they'd take us to movies. And I remember we were, uh, it was around the time stigmata came out and they were like, what movie do you guys want to see? And like half the team wanted to go see stigmata. 
and like the other half wanted to go see something else or whatever. And I remember one of the coaches saying, Hey, we're not going to go see stigmata. Um, and then, I, and then we were just kind of like, our parents let us watch rated R movies. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And they're like, no, our no. parents let us cuss. They were just, I mean, essentially, yeah. And he's like, no, um, actually, you know, I just, I just don't want to open you guys up to, to Satan's influence. <laughs> and I remember being like, what? what you, well, I don't understand. Because remember, again, church never went, um, really. And he was just like, yeah, you know, when you watch that kind of stuff, like you're letting the devil into your life and we don't really want that. And I was like, we, you are not. You, you think you think that if we go see a movie, that'll make us easier to get got by the, the devil? Not my exact words, but being like, can you please explain to me your thought process? And I remember him telling me, he's like, he pulled me to the side. And he was like, Patrick, as you, as you develop into a good Christian, you'll eventually understand that opening yourself up to things that are that have the devil in them makes it easier for the devil to get your soul. And I remember just being like, okay. And then I went home and like told my parents and they were like, yeah, we're going on all the trips from now on. <laughs> they were like we're not letting we're not letting you just go stay with that guy <laughs> the thing is is like great soccer coach great dude i still see him in clarksville occasionally nicest guy in the world but like i'll never forget that interaction of being like you're an insane person did you ever see stigmata <laughs> yeah well so he wasn't wrong no the devil was sitting right next to me mm-hmm. i mean yeah that that's the turn for both of these stories is just learning to uh the, the devil is your best friend and hang out with him you gotta suck on he gets a bad rap he gets a bad rap i just i've never had the sleep paralysis thing or that i can remember because we talked about it before like i have night terrors i have them now i still have them now and which is scary to live by myself really so you've had night terrors but not sleep paralysis yeah i've never had sleep paralysis i don't even i don't even recall having like lucid dreams but i've had like night terrors where i mean the one i had most is a night terror i was gonna say i usually associate night terrors with uh sleep paralysis so what Mm-mm. what is it for you uh for me like and this is i mean i don't mind talking about this because maybe someone else is going through this uh so it's i've had my entire life my entire life and they usually happen in like moments like they usually happen all the time when i have like a lot of stress going on um which is the main reason i take trazodone not because i really well also i have trouble sleeping but also like Trazodone apparently is, is supposed to help out with your anxiety. So I take that before I go to bed so that I don't get anxious in my sleep. If that makes any sense to you guys. And uh, I used to have when I was a kid, I used to have like my parents used to like, I freaked my parents out a bunch of times. There was one where um, I woke up and uh, my mom, I, my mom woke up and she saw me just standing in her doorway and she was like, Hey Patrick. And I responded and she was like, it's time to go back to bed. And then I was like, okay. And I went back to bed. There was that one. And then there was another one. And that happened a couple of times. It happened like every day for a week, she said. And it was right after we had moved. So she was like, okay, that's probably a stressor for you. And then there was one where <clears throat> I was having a situation. I was, um, I, I went into the bathroom and I stood in the tub and I turned the water on and I just started screaming, but I was asleep. And my mom came in and they were like, what the fuck is this? And they, and I woke up, like I woke up as I was standing in the bathtub. Like I still remember it. Um, and they like put me to bed. Then there was another one where I was just walking up and down the hallway, screaming, just like screaming, not crying, just screaming. Mm. Um, and I didn't have them. F- and then I didn't have them for like four or five years after that. When it, this was when I was like eight. I didn't start having them again until like. Do you remember it? I remember. Yeah, I remember this. I remember the bathtub one. I don't. But do you remember the dreams? They weren't. That's the thing about it. It's like no dreams. It was just I was asleep, and then I would come to, and I'd be standing, and I'd be doing whatever it is they said I was doing. 
Oh, okay. So, yeah, gotcha. I've never had night tears that I can think of. Never had sleep paralysis that I can think of. Um, just hasn't happened to me. I uh, sounds terrifying. Yeah, I had them when I lived by myself. I had them. I've opened the door before when I lived in that apartment by uh, Western. I had one where I opened the fucking door. The only I time, woke up with the door open and I was like, whoa, whoa, this is a bad situation. The only time that anything has come close to happening like that for me was was literally due to Ambien. Like that was it. Yeah. But uh but outside of my prescribed medication, no, I've not had anything like that. I've had two since I moved here. One maybe like three or four months ago where I woke up and I was just uh I was standing over, I was seriously like standing by the wind, standing by the two, the double windows over here with my hand on the glass and I was crying and I woke up doing that. And then I was like, I came to and I was like, oh, wow, ooh, ooh, weird. Then I went back to bed. Jesus. It freaks my, my mom hates it. My mom hates me telling her about it because she's like, you're going to end up fucking walking out of the street one time. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, but I've never had like the sleep paralysis. I've never seen like the, the man with the hat. Do you guys know about that one? Yeah, the hat man. I've never had that one. There's I knew somebody that used to see the hat, man. I don't know. Was it uh, uh it was Jordan, hat. wasn't it? I don't know. No, no, man. it was uh an ex. Uh, what is the hat man? For some reason, like so so the the story that Joe told, you know, he saw the uh the dark shadowy figure. Right. For some reason, a huge number of people that have that experience see see that same kind of description but it's a man with like a, a big flat brim hat and they don't they don't know why but it's it's been it's been it's this story that's existed for like hundreds of years and and people who don't know about the hat man all have this hat man experience it's really weird and there's some there's some like uh uh neurologists or neuroscientists whatever that that have some theories about why they see it that way. That's mm-hmm. it's pretty wild. You see my screen, Tristan? I do. There's actually a documentary on Netflix called um, what's it yeah. called? It's called it's called The Nightmare. Uh, Emily won't watch it because she doesn't think it's interesting. I don't want to watch it because I don't want to go to bed with that and then start having that because I have sleep terrors. Like I don't want to watch it from like a thing of like I don't want to plant that back there. Um, just knowing that it exists kind of troubles me a little bit. I've seen a couple See, documentaries I, about the hat man. I think that I, I think that this stuff like that is interesting. I, I and I'm interested in it because there are so many parallels of and, and like you can draw a lot of uh, lines connecting these things and and base that on human psychology and development and like how like evolutionary psychology were you you out on the collective unconscious Tristan? in terms of like like actual Jungian collective unconscious i mean my therapist is uh my therapist is a young therapist and i mean yeah oh that's fucking awesome how dare you nick how dare you nick it's a female how dare you nick (laughs) what wow wow assuming my therapist is a man how dare you in march of all months did I gender you? You did gender them. Wait, how? You, you just said Izzy, but like that's Jesus Christ, Patrick. I can't believe he did that. Can you? Well, yeah, considering the most most classical psychotherapists were men, then yes, I can see why. I said is Z. No, you didn't. Which is a neutral gender pronoun. 
Yes, it is. If you're serious about that, I'm going to send a pipe bomb full of face slaps. Z Zimzer. Stop it. No. I said no. Izzy. <laughs> so, so yeah. what, how, how is that? What do you mean? I would, I would love to have a Jungian psychologist uh, who is a female. I mean, who is a male? My, you ask, you ask my open minded, but sexist. You ask my opinion. I think that there are some interesting ideas. And I think that there is something to be said about from an evolutionary psychology perspective, not necessarily Jungian perspective, but like it's something that all species seem to have of like innate natural responses to things. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like a Jungian thing, I think it's interesting to think about. Yeah. But I don't know much about it. I didn't want to know a lot about it. I just know that her website said she was that. And I was like, okay, I didn't really care. It was honestly, I picked it because it was the only one in, it was the only one in my area that was in network that wasn't at this one place. I'm trying to stop going to because it's fucking a horror show. Um, but I mean, so much, so far I'm enjoying it. She thought it was funny that I did the, I set rules at the beginning, which she thought was hilarious. Um, two rules. I, I ask two rules. I always ask therapists, are your parents together? Because if they are, I got nothing to say to you. I don't want to see you anymore. And um, uh, uh, I'm not going to talk about my dad. Those that's, are two I always ask. Well, I always ask, wait, are parents still together? And I don't want to talk about my dad. Why would any therapist take you up on that? That sounds terrible. I've never had an issue with it. I've only Especially had one, a psychotherapist. Here's the thing. I've only had one therapist be like, yeah, my parents are still together. And I was just kind of like, oh. Like what I was like, you're not going to have the same experience I've had. Especially a psychotherapist. I don't know why they would agree to take you. And by that, I mean like classical psychotherapy, like uh, fucking. Is she a psychotherapist? Well, young, young and um, what, what's his name? Freud. These are just, guys, Freud, these, are just these are just words that I recognize. You guys are the ones who know all about the shit. I just thought it was interesting that like you I, said young and I'm like, hey, my therapist bit. is a young. My therapist they're, is young in therapy or whatever. They're, they're therapists that base their approach heavily on theory, which you know sounds like all of them, but not necessarily. Right. But there's huge underlining theories that that shape their paradigms of how they approach therapy. Um, and the collective unconscious is one that is really big for young, but like other therapists, like I prefer REBT or CBT therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, rational emotive therapy, because it bases things, it bases your psychology from behaviors and mm -hmm. patterns of, of acting or how you behave, um, because you can target those behaviors and shape them over time. So, but it's really interesting to me because part of psychotherapy is going back to your past and analyzing how you got to be where you are right now. And it seems like that would be impossible to do with you, them taking you up on your offer to not talk about one of your I, parents. I think that, I think which is a red flag in itself. Right, right. I understand that. I understand that. And I know just by saying that, they're like, well, then that's probably the issue. And I'm kind of like, yeah, it is. And I know that. So let's move on and talk about other shit. So I'm just kind of like, I don't need you. I'm not going to sit here and pay you to tell me that all my shit comes from my dad. I know that. that's why we're here. I want to talk to you about my week. I just want someone I can vent to who's not my girlfriend. Well, the good thing yeah, is you should see a CBT therapist if that's what you want. You really should. Yeah. So because far, she because they don't she care about push it up. She hasn't, she hasn't brought right. it up. But like, 
the avoidance in talking about something is something that should be talked about. It's like, not an avoidance. I just know that like I could, I just know that like 99% of my issues are because of my relationship with my dad. Most people most people have an think they have a general idea of why they do a certain thing, but really they're all You don't know me. You don't know me, Jesse. I'm just saying that's that's my bit of free advice for you is that Hey, I took a I took if, if, if everyone could cycle Kristen. in if everyone could exactly that's what i'm saying like but, i took therapy with you but if everyone were capable of having like valid accurate insights on themselves then they wouldn't need therapy you're right <laughs> that's why that's why that's why therapists need therapists because they everyone has their blind spots yeah, I'm not arguing with you. I just thought I just thought that it was um like you're you're right. I'm not gonna argue that at all. You you two know more about this shit than I will ever know. Maybe not ever. But uh, yeah. uh, Tristan knows more about it than than any of us. Like you guys are you guys That's why barbers need barbers. So uh so let's talk about your dad then. <laughs> I'm kidding. <What's> up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean we can, you guys have all met him. He seems like a nice guy. I promise you he's not. Like he's just one of those. I don't think every I time actually, someone's like, "Oh man, your dad's really nice." I'm like, "No, he's not." Like I just heard Prakut is like, "No, he's not. He's not nice. He's not." I've doing that so you can think he is. I've met Nick's dad a couple of times. I don't think I've seen any of your family outside of your sister when uh, Rico got yeah. delivered. No, you've seen my. You've met my mom because my mom came to the house one time. Oh, okay. Yeah, you. Met I don't mom. think I've met your mom. I don't think you have either. I don't. I've met your met, dad and your you've, sister. You've met my dad, and my sister a couple of times. Um, Tristan's met my mom. And I think you met you met Aaron when the whole dog exchange thing went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I don't know uh, a lot about the collective unconscious. Now that I'm looking at it, it sounds spacey. And I don't know if I trust this bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it. I don't well, know what I, it is. I, I agree with Nick, though. I think I think CBT would be up your alley because it's it's based in the present because that's what it, the entire thing is about shit like where are you at right now and you can kind of go back a little bit to see maybe how those things shaped up but it's really about what you're doing right now yeah if you want to focus on your pasts like they will redirect you mm-hmm. i don't want to it sounds lame i want to talk about what's going on i just want to vent i did seriously like that's why i go to therapy so i have someone i can vent to i'm not even looking for guidance yeah well i mean that's what cbt i just don't want to bother emily with this shit because sometimes uh, it's about her that it seems part of it. like you know what sometimes you're a real bitch Sometimes you're a real bitch. Like last night, you're being a real bitch. Yeah, you're and you're classically easy to deal with. Effort. Me, absolutely. <laughs> hey, safe space. Safe space. Absolutely, absolutely easy to deal with. I've never once, I've I'm, never once been like, you know, what? I'm probably hard to talk to. I'm trying to let this be a safe space for Emily too. <laughs> should, should she should she ever try to get Tristan's on the show? De- Tristan's defending Tristan's defending her. So in the event she comes on here, she won't unload on Tristan with some bullshit. So Tristan could be like, "Hey, I defended you, and you weren't even here." She'd be no. like, "You know what? You're right, Nick. You're you're a real dickhead." <laughs> so do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about uh, collective unconscious? Because it's like spooky adjacent. If you guys know about it, I'm down for it. Is that kind of like what the the Hatman thing is? I mean, it's it's kind of like dare a, you giggle and be dismissive. No, 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 no. I know, I because I get what you're what you're mentioning because it's it's it could probably be part of like one of the archetypes, I guess. Like, 
So Google defines collective unconsciousness, the part of the unconscious mind, which is derived from ancestral memory and experience and is common to all humankind as distinct from the individual's mm-hmm. unconscious. Yeah, I'm not going to go see this lady anymore. She sounds goofy. I'm just kidding. I just want to say that because Tristan was drinking. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the archetypes. Because there's like oh, hundreds, God. but what's what's the idea? Where are we at here? Uh, kind of like, I mean, it's been a long time, but like an example is like talking about dreamscapes and stuff like um, the mother. Like if you have some sort of figure in your dream that is like trying to care for you or protect you or something, that could be like a mother archetype. Um, but like, like Nick said, there's there's tons, and it's been a long time since I've looked into well, this. Well, the uh, young claimed to identify a large number of archetypes, but paid special attention to four. Young labeled these archetypes the self, the persona, the shadow, and the anima slash animus, the persona. Okay, so that just sounds like this is these just sound like fucking Matrix characters. <laughs> well, they they would be, they would be though, right? Switch and cipher. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, I'm telling you, dude, fucking. Carrie Ann Moss, man. She does not get enough fucking attention as a 90s movie babe. She doesn't get enough attention. I, I don't know. Like, well, that, that's true. That's true. Because when the attention gets brought to that movie, like the movie itself gets tons of attention. And adjacently, uh, Keanu Reeves gets a lot of attention. But she kind of gets lost in the shuffle on that. that that's not fair. I lost on my not not lost on my knuckle shuffle, Tristan. Nah, I mean knuckle shuffle. Yeah, so I call jacking off now. I just made it up. Before I forget, um, four knuckle shuffle, knuckle shuffle, four knuckle shuffle. I just wanted to say because I was I was proud. Uh, I finally finally beat the game that I was trying to go for. I finally hundred percent of Hollow Knight. So You're an insane person. Oh, I, you hundred percent Hollow Knight. I I got all the trophies on that. Just. I think Mondays when I finished. Thank you. It was Jesus Christ. The hardest thing I've ever done in the game. Like it was so fucking hard. What is Hollow Knight? It's a it's like a little 2D Metroidvania, if you're familiar with that term. It's like a, a cross between uh it's a I'm trying I always mispronounce the word. Like a like a portmanteau of uh Metroid and uh, Super Metroid in Castlevania, but like it emphasizes exploration and like backtracking and progression gates. Like you have to get certain abilities to go back and unlock new areas. That's cool. But 100%? You 100%? What made you want 100%? Just because you. Oh, technically, technically, I got 116%. But like the in terms of getting trophies. And it, the reason I did that was because I was I was so close to getting all of them that i just had one more to get it's just that one more literally added about 40 hours of playtime. fuck off with that 40 hours it, yeah because it was just it it was it was boss rushes and, and like mob, uh, mob rushes like you they, they call them pantheons you just go through like little challenge arenas and I had to just spend a bunch of time practicing on bosses and stuff. I like the aesthetic. It's cool. It's very cute, but also dark. And the music is super good. It's really good. Emily and I are playing uh, Super Mario 3D on Switch, the new one. Mm -hmm. The Mario Universe, whatever it is. 
and uh, I am furious with it because we've gotten all the way to the very last Bowser's castle, but we don't have enough green stars. And I am fucking furious because I think it's bullshit that I made it through all your fucking levels, but I can't fight your boss. I got to go back through here and kick in like special bricks and find that nonsense. Get the fuck out of here. How many are you missing? 15. That's not too bad. It's just, I don't like that shit, man. That's it. That'll make me not want to fucking finish a game. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I get you. Like, that's, but they've been doing that since Mario 64. Just like, man, don't make me grunt. I was like, I just beat all these levels. You're going to make me go back and grind? Like, we're past that. I think we're just past that as a game mechanic. I, I'll say that they've been doing that since Mario 64, but now in recent games, the amount of collectibles is just so high. Yeah. Comparatively. Oh, it's, it's, it's infuriating. Like we got all the way there and then I, I walked up to the castle and it was like, I needed, tw- I needed 22 more. And I was just kind of like, fuck this. I was like, I don't want to play anymore. And she's like, why? I was like, I don't want to do all this work for a boss level. Mm. I was like, it's all this work to, to beat a boss. Like no fucking way. Like we, to, to me, as far as I'm concerned, we beat the game. <laughs> well, technically no, there's, there's actually, uh, places you can go after i believe oh you're right okay yeah, yeah, yeah. but um it's still I, I i get your point that is kind of shitty they should Especially at least... when like bowser's cat bowser's fury is like on the same game and i'm like we just go play the, we can just play the next version we just play the next game we don't have to play we don't have to do this anymore we could be done with this but she's being a real stickler those kind of games are like great for her because like she loves going to find all the shit like mario odyssey she was like i'm gonna 100 percent it no no like, i was like go for it Jesus Christ, no. Like that, there's. I started Breath of the Wild finally. I, I started it a second time. Like, I, Do you like it? I, I like aspects of it. I stopped playing it like after a couple hours years ago and I picked it back up just recently. And mm-hmm. the reasons I stopped playing it are the, are the same issues I have with it right now. Yeah. The weapon weapons weapon and item degradation system in addition to limited inventory space yep like choose one or the other all the great games choose one or the other like yeah in this in the original souls games like you had some sort of a limited capacity and like a weight encumbrance and everything and you had weapon weapon degradation but your weapon degradation was slow it was very slow uh, and you could repair them, but you can't. And Skyrim has in infinite inventory space, or sorry, not infinite inventory space, but like very, very slow weapon degradation and uh, encumbrance and everything. And but also, it costs have, next to nothing to get to like redo your weapons to get them stronger. Costs you nothing to right. like revamp them or whatever. And you can, and, you know, put them in get different arcanes and put different stuff into them and like change the compo- change the composition of the weapon entirely. And I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can get this later on. I'm. I'm hoping you can, but like at least in Skyrim, you can teleport to your house mm-hmm. and dump all your shit off, and then go back out, like yeah. un- unencumber yourself. But like, the weapon degradation is so fast, and the inventory space is so small. Like they it just becomes a survival game, and it's just. Um, but. I am enjoying it. I'm having fun with it. I like exploring it. It's just there are, I have those nitpicks with it and I wish they didn't do that. 
that's how uh see when you when a game shoehorns in like a new thing and then like makes it a component of the game like uh what is it bioshock infinite with the claw like the claw was cool but like there are certain parts of the game where it's like no you have to use this if you do not use this you will not work it will not work for you and i'm just kind of like don't don't give me a new thing and make it be the way because to me it's just kind of like okay i'm no longer getting to play the game i'm on a rail like i'm literally on a rail right now and like that's not fun to me well see there there are ways that you can do that like and this is this is for me personally this is not for everybody but like doom eternal you have your guns you have your uh flamethrower you have grenades and you have a chainsaw and at least in terms of guns chainsaw and flamethrower you have to use all of those right if if you don't you're gonna end up dying but you know that going in it doesn't all of a sudden be like it's a different game now here's all the things you have to do right right and like part of the fun in that is finding the rhythm because Mm -hmm. it becomes like a dance that's Um, how i feel about dead cells mm mm-hmm it's like that of just kind of like, okay, here's your, here's what you got. Find a way to make it work. And you can, like you said, not necessarily a dance, but also it kind of becomes this muscle memory of like, when I see these guys, I go this way and then I attack them this way. And then I go up on the top and I drop this bomb. And it's almost like when you're doing that and you die at a certain point, you're kind of like, okay, I've messed up at step six, but if I can mm-hmm. do one through five and get to seven, I'm cake. That's see, stuff like that was why I, put in the time to get that stuff in hollow Knights because like oh, i the, the controls and the gameplay is so tight and whenever there was something that happened i knew that it was me should i play it uh, yeah i mean you don't don't do what i did like i don't <laughs> recommend that for anybody but like the game the base game itself is super good because i think i can get i've got a gift card for nintendo should i play it on switch or xbox i wonder if it's on uh, xbox i wonder if it's on microsoft game pass uh i mean if you if you like taking the gamepad with you, then mm-hmm. switches. Nice it pretty much switch. just sits at Emily's house. I need to get a second dock here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, don't buy a third-party dock. Everyone I know who's bought one, eventually it fucks their shit up. See, I, I'm I'm an old curmudgeon, and it really never leaves the, the cradle. It just it yeah. stays in the dock. We don't. The only time I ever take, I might take it out of the dock once Tony Hawk comes out because I'm going to want to play that because they're putting that on the Switch. The Tony Hawk oh, yeah. Masters, so that'll oh, be yeah. exciting. Yeah, nice. But no, I, I don't know if you if you like that aesthetic, um, if you like two D exploration games and platformers. I mean, it is, uh, it is harder, and you have to. I don't know. You have to be okay with like exploring and stuff. Like I like a lot of the things that they do. More hard, harder or less hard as Hades. Less hard. I mean, that's that's tough. That's that, or they're, they're not one for ones, are they? They're, they're not. They're really not. Because like, in terms of getting to the end, I actually, I actually got through Hades a couple of months ago. That was fun. There's still one or two things left that I have to do. But like through the until I saw the end credits, I've just, I've gone through that whole thing. That's a great game. It's really good. But in terms of like it's really hard to say which one is harder. I think that it's not really a fair comparison, but it's, it's, it's really good. And so if I can get it for free, there's no reason not to play it. Yeah, pretty much. Plus like we're losing you. I'm sorry, Tristan, go ahead. I was just saying that it's, it's got a, it's dark, but it has like a cute bug aesthetic too. I don't know. The, the character designs are really, really good. 
I think that Emily would probably like it too. Yeah, I was I was gonna our next game I think is either gonna be we're gonna play Bowser's Fury, but like I wanna play something else too. And I'm I wanna get unravel I wanna play Unravel too, because I paid for it and I fucking I just love the way Unravel looks and it's a puzzle game. So that's something we can play together. Mm. You have to let me know how that is. I've never played I liked, that. I loved Unravel. I loved it just because it, it's cute. It's like low impact. The little guy's cute. Little cat man. Almost bought an Xbox One X or Series X today. Didn't. They had it in stock. It's so much money at once, man. Like, and I got my sax return and I'm just kind of like, I could and be all right, but I don't really want to, especially because I'm trying to fucking move. That's, that's what was keeping me from, like, I got my, got my new receiver. For, I'm yeah. super stoked about that. Um, but it is just a lot of money at once. And I'd be fine. And like, that sounds cheap. But I got my sax return. So it's just kind of like, I'd be okay. Like, I'd be fine to do it, but I'm just like, it's so fucking much money at once. And I look at shit now, I'm just kind of like, that's like half my fucking rent. Like, that's half my rent. Just, mm-hmm. I could not buy that and not stress about rent for a while. Nick, what are you doing? I feel like we're losing you. No, 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 you're good. Uh, are, you looking at, are you looking at naked stuff? No. No, I'm, I'm putting together a setup for the, uh, for the song that I'm going to make afterwards. Sweet. I had... No, you're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. Well, we're coming up on about 90 minutes, so I'm good with this if you guys are. I had fun. Yeah, uh, I, had a, I, had an, I had an interesting thing that happened. Do it. Uh, do it. Alex had uh, the king of 2020 had <laughs> a, a birthday, and we're, we're uh, friends on Facebook. Oh, that's and, right. And I don't get on Facebook anymore, uh, but sometimes the notifications will come up on my phone it's somebody's birthday. And I, it was just, it was interesting. And I, I hope it wasn't weird for him because I felt weird about it myself because I don't know what, where the line is with that. So all Maybe. I did was I wished him happy birthday and hope that he was going to be the king of 2021. But it's like those worlds, I don't know if they should mix <laughs> of what this is and what real life is. So here's what's funny about Alex is we, we, we know Alex and like Alex is a pretty like, if you knew, if you talk to Alex, like in, okay, trying to find a way nice way to word this, you, I don't think you would anticipate Alex to be into this <laughs> <laughs> from talking to him. And I remember we were, um, it was, it was when we worked together or he had, he had stopped working there and I think he'd like come by for something. And like, I was shooting the shit and it was, I think it was like, Nick had just like me and Nick were shooting the shit and then Nick left the store for whatever reason. And, uh, Alex came over and he goes, uh, Hey, um, I know about the show. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man. He goes, it's really good. Don't stop doing it. <laughs> like that was it. That's all he talked about. It. That's the only time I think we've ever talked about it in person. And like some other context of that is like, I have been told like, cause I've brought up the show in passing multiple times. And there have been so many times where people are like, Oh, what's the name of it? Where could I find it? I'm in the mood for a podcast. Let me see it. And usually I'll I'll uh, placate them and I'll send them a link or something. But it's like, you do? I, but like I I know I oh, know what's going to happen, okay. Okay. and I just I never hear about it again. Never hear from them again. That's how I don't most tell anybody. Of, that's how it goes most of the time. I'm the worst at promotion stuff, and mostly because Emily doesn't listen because she doesn't need to. There's no fucking reason for it. She lives this. None of my friends listen because they're just kind of like, we don't know. We're good. <laughs> 
but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like most of the time, especially with people you work with or whatever, they find out about the show, say, Hey, I know about this thing. And they end up not caring, but he was one of the only people who was like, yeah, no, I really like this. <laughs> I had a, a weird exchange the other day at work is uh, somebody was talking about like passing. They were like, needed somebody to like revise something and like they're passing a document back and forth. And it came across my desk and I was just kind of like, uh, it was something for a different department. I was like, Hey, I can't, I can't revise this. I don't know what any of this shit means. So I gave it back. And like the person who sent it to me was like, like, oh, I guess somebody's too busy with their own writing to bother with ours. And I was just like, I was like, fuck. Cause I didn't say any, nobody at work has, should have any idea about what I, my creative endeavors, nobody at work should fucking know. And this person said it. And I was just kind of like, you are so far removed from like the people I talk to at work that if you know, then other people probably know. And uh, oh, oh no. Or, I mean, it's one of those things where that's such an ambiguous statement. He could have been referring to anything else. Like, okay, okay, you're right. You actually made me feel way better about that <laughs> for like three days. Because, like, the you did the appropriate thing. Because the wrong thing would have been like, you've been seeing me on Amazon. Yeah, like, no, I didn't, was, say I, I didn't even fucking respond. Yeah, because okay. I, I think that probably it's referring to any of your other work. Look at me office. having an ego. <laughs> you know I, i'm just trying to make you feel better like it's it that's no you did because i was fucking like oh my god i'm gonna get to fucking work and someone's gonna ask me why i played with my shit for an afternoon like oh they're gonna want to talk to me get my dick socked well because oh. the, the good thing i mean like there, there's no way to piece that with you unless they just read it and read your voice into what cause you're using uh, tristan there's an author profile page with my photo on it on amazon oh it has your photo on it yeah well that's well, that's your fault, but yeah, I know. But you use uh, a, a different name. name, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Patrick Fagan. I don't use my full name, but not, uh, not enough space in the box for my full fucking name. But now, I mean, it's now those two worlds can be joined if anyone happened to listen to this show. They now don't. that now they know. Yeah, find. nobody at work knows about mm-hmm. this. I make sure I make very clear. I'm like the Emily finds it infuriating how far apart I keep my coworkers from my personal life. She can't understand it. And I'm just really? kind of like, yeah, she's like, she's like, I don't know. She's like, look, and I, I don't want to sound shitty about this, but I think that um, there's more camaraderie in the workplace between females and there are against than there are with males. And I don't talk to any females outside of work who I work with because no, thank you for that bullshit. Um, Wait, what? Now I'm, I miss, <clears throat> I, I lost the plot. On I, okay. So I don't speak to females that I work with outside of work. Because sure. they're all married and I don't want that heat. You know what I mean? I don't want that. I don't want that to ever be a question. Uh, nobody at work even has my fucking cell phone number, except for I, my boss. I mean, I just generally, I don't talk to anybody, but I work yeah. with that side of work. But Emily's like, she's friends with her coworkers. And I'm also like, yeah, but it's like a small department within a not that big of a company who do a lot <laughs> of like, a lot of your work is like by committee. So you're always around each other. You know what I mean? There's always that aspect. So like yeah. so much of her job is like I yeah. word of the day. I have had jobs where I have had friends outside of work. It's just yeah, yeah it's my circumstances. I it's just not possible. I mean, we talk about this before, like when our retail jobs, like you work Black Friday, the group of people, as far as I'm concerned, we went to war together. Like that's so I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's just Yeah. I were I think when you work retail or food service, like but, those but people he, you've been in the trenches with. 
but even then, like for me, I've always had that distinction of, and I'm sure a lot of people are like this, where it's like, I use the word work friend on purpose. Absolutely. Um, I don't hang out with anybody. I don't hang out with people I like a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been one, you know, now not with, with standing because I live so far away, but even when I didn't, I didn't hang out a lot of times. So let's just not make it weird. Let's just appreciate what we have <laughs> and just be work friends. Yeah. I've, but see you, you're better about it than I am. Cause I've just straight up said like, Oh no, I don't hang out with people outside of work. Or I don't have, I don't hang out with people I work with. I just usually have things come up. Like I, I do genuinely appreciate the, the offers and stuff to hang out. It's just, it's kind of awkward for me, especially when it's like one-on-one or something. Well, see, here's, I mean, I'll, nobody at work listens, but like when I was at Dell, I kept that wall very straight up. Cause I was like, I don't want to fucking be here. I don't plan on being here very long. I like you guys. You guys are all great people. But if you're like, Hey, we're hanging out to work. I'm not going to fucking go. It's just never going to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always kept that wall up. I mean, even like when we worked at Best Buy, like we had our people who we talked to, but like mm-hmm. very rarely, you know what I mean? Unless someone was leaving, did yeah. we like do anything? Um, and like at this new job, this sounds so shitty. It's a small company. When I started, there was like 56 employees, right? So it was an inevitability because when everyone went out to lunch, everyone went out to lunch. You know what I mean? So like a lot of things were like company events to where you were, it was a cultural thing of just kind of like, no, we all get along. We all hang out. That's just how it is here. Cause it was a startup. Right. So this was three years ago. Things have, things are much different now. Um, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try this time. I'm going to try to be friends with the people mm-hmm. I work with. And some shit happened that wasn't involving me, but involving people I worked with. And I, and like, I was like immediately like, or not immediately took, took a couple months for everything to unfold. And I was like, Oh, this is why I don't fucking do this. Mm-hmm. Um, just some like extramarital bullshit drama with people that I knew. And I was just like, yeah, this is why I don't fucking do this. This is why I don't try to hang out people I work with because eventually somebody puts their dick where they shouldn't have. And now I'm involved because I knew about it. Well, luckily for, for Nick, it's a lot less complicated since it's mostly just unethical if he becomes friends with the people he's with because he's, <laughs> That's right, he's like a safety supervisor. Is he even listening right now? He's on mute because he's making music. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I was just saying that you don't have to, you don't have to worry so much about the whole being friends thing because for the most part, it would be unethical for you to be friends with some of these people. Yeah. And I just, I don't want people to know anything about me. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but you can deflect, you have, you have an excuse. Yeah. I've got a reason. I've got a good reason. See, it's, it's, I have to be the asshole at work a lot of times, and uh, yeah, it's. If see, I was, that was the excuse I always use. I always said that? that, Nick, when people are like, "Patrick, why are you so standoffish?" And I was like, "Well, because eventually I'm going to have to talk to you. Eventually, we're going to have a conversation where I'm going to have to be like, stand firm, and like it's going to be a work thing, and I don't really have the time or patience for anyone to take something I say personally if we're at work because there should be an understanding that it's work." And if we hang out a bunch, then that shit gets mixed. So like the people that I do talk to at work are people that I never interact with in my job duties at all. Like I hang out, like I talk to the finance guys and I don't fucking talk to, and like 
never do our, our paths could not be farther apart in like business related activities. Like, yeah. So far apart. So I'm like, yeah, I'll talk to these dudes because if shit goes wrong, I'm never having to pull them into a room and be like, yo man, you fucked me. Like you are fucking up. Like I'm mm-hmm. never going to have to have that conversation with those guys. If I talk yeah, to those same. guys, it's cause I'm getting fired. Um, I usually make friends with like procurement or CI yeah. because people who know how to get things. <laughs> well, because they if don't your first day at your real job. You don't don't cross. If you don't try to be best friends with the IT guy, you're fucking up. <laughs> yeah. And I'm friends with the IT guy. Real good friends with the IT. You'll always get new. Sh- your shit will always get fixed. I was the first you'll, one to get the new phone, the new you'll iPhone. Get, you'll get something you'll get taken care of. The, my first day, they introduced me to everybody. The only people I went back to and kept talking to were the IT guys because I knew I was like, these are the dudes. These are the fucking gatekeepers and all the cool shit. And no, like no joke within like a week, I had like the stand up desk, dual monitor stands, fucking doc. I had all this shit. People were like, I've been here three years. I haven't got that. And I was like, yeah, you don't fucking know the IT guy's name. You don't know that he likes Batman. I brought in some Batman shit. It's like, hey man, I got the synthesis in a package. Here you go. Damn. Grease those palms, dog. Patty gets what Patty wants. Dude, that is... Look, I learned as a salesperson, if you just treat people like fucking people and try to talk to them, you can get what you fucking need out of them. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's kind of the... That's very, very shitty. I didn't mean it like that. No, no, no. They're more willing to work with you because they understand that you're asking them to help them as a person, not coming down to them like giving orders. Yeah, that's Dale Carnegie. I mean, that's his his basic deal with how to how to lose friends and make enemies. Um, No, how to how to win friends and influence people. That's what he says. He's like he he's like though. You need to genuinely be interested, but you know, make, make friends with people act interested and you know, they'll be willing to support you whenever you need them. Also, if you have a bad face, mm-hmm. it's easier for some reason. People think I have a face that goes, that guy wants to hear about why I don't like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I was trying to find the words, but I, I agree. I was trying to say that a lot of current social ails can be uh, resolved with that mindset of just, people will be more willing to do shit and, and like you can use that for spending money too. more people would be able to spend money if they had money to spend. If people, if the, the wheels were greased just a bit, you know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just be nice to people. It's interesting. Nice. Our company has been recently acquired by another company. I'm not going to name the names, but I can say that's happened because it's everybody knows about it. Um, and like, so now we're like all in this like giant Slack channel and like, teams are starting to like get pushed together, like within chats and like the team that like my company still has like side things of just kind of like avoiding the interactions. Whereas I'm going through and being like, all right, that guy's got a star Wars icon. That guy's got a guitar in there. Oh, cool. That one's got a Dune icon. All right. I'm gonna have to work with these dudes. So I'm just sitting there like the Dune thing pops up and I'm like, little guy, he has an icon. I hit him up and go like, Hey man, that movie got pushed. What a bummer. Mm-hmm. And then Great. we start talking about the book. You know what I mean? Like, Nice. I just don't, I, I, it's weird. Like I trying to, find, I don't, I don't know how we got here, but it's just kind of like the older I get and the more like business I have to fucking do, the more I realize that like, Oh, the people who truly succeed are the ones who people for the most part, 
for the most part. Of course, there's always those off ones of just, you can get to where you want to be by being a maniacal asshole. I was like, but then, you know, the, the whole pride come before the fall. Bezos lost half is because he couldn't keep his dick in his pants. Like I'm talking about like, the people who like get to get and are like who get successful and stay successful are the people who like surround themselves by people who understand that, okay, you want to be successful, but not at my personal cost. Does that make any sense to you guys? You guys see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I trust that you're going to get to a position you want to be in, but I don't think you're going to step on me to get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. I if they see you. your drive and they, they, and they like you, then they want you to succeed. Not even drive. I'm just saying like straight up like integrity. Like, Hey, if that guy, if I won't be mad, if that guy gets the job because he didn't get the job because I got shit, he, cause he shit on me. He just got the job. Appreciate the hustle. Thank, dude, that's <clears throat> 100%. 100. Tristan, you nailed it. That's exactly what it is. I, I just, you got to appreciate the, the episode. Hustle. Appreciate the hustle. <laughs> you have to. You fucking have to. But you got to be willing to hustle. You got to be willing to do that shit. For, and I'll throw out this disclaimer for, for anyone making under six or under seven figures, I, 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 can, I can see the logic of that. I agree with that. Ultra wealthy people are in their own oh, yeah. fucking bubble. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. But I can see the mentality. I can see. Uh, I the logic is sound. That's what I'm saying. Is like for, for normal people, right? I'm not talking about like the elite, where it's just kind of like I had a bunch of money, and I bought this company, and I used their money to make more money. I'm talking and about, I, like the, and I failed upwards. <clears throat> right, right, right. I'm talking about like the dude who's just kind of like shows up, fucking does his job. A job comes up and the guy goes, I-, I want that job. And then no one can tell him, no one can tell him mm. you got to, he's the kind of person you got to tell him why he can't have it. You know what I mean? Not that, and nobody's mad at it, that they get it. Mm-hmm. Just, <clears throat> I just with everybody, I'm, I'm just seeing, I don't know, I guess it's ego or insecurity, but like I'm just dealing with so much of this shit at work where it's just like, people are so fucking like just entitled and worried and scared and like out for themselves to the point of like detrimental to the group. And I'm like, yeah come on it, man like it sucks i mean i i get it it sucks but i get it like it's scary times like oh, absolutely things are things are so shitty people are kind of like closing down the barriers because they don't oh, yeah. want they don't want to they feel they're risk averse they don't want to lose what they already have um and they're trying to claw whatever whatever else they can get to get by um because things are shitty right now. Because we've got, like, we just got bought, but we were assured at no point do we have any interest in dropping personnel. Two separate divisions of the same company working independently for the time, working independently for the foreseeable future. It was like how it was worded us. And it's in writing. We do not have any plans to cut down on personnel. So it's just straight up, like, in writing, yo, you guys are good. But people are still like freaking out. I'm just kind of like, all right, well, take the flip side of that. In the, take, let's take the mindset that you're that you're that you're that you're worried about. They're gonna start cutting heads. Who do you think they're gonna fucking cut? The person they've never fucking heard of, and the per or the person who's been an asshole. Probably they're probably not gonna cut the guy who's just kind of like, hey, how are things? And someone go, what about what about that person's like, oh yeah, I don't know, but like they seem like a really nice guy. Because at this point, like that's what they're gonna have to fucking go off of if they start dropping people. Is who's making the most? Is that person a dickhead? They gotta go. I don't know, man. I'm sorry, guys. I just been, it's been, my week has been fucking, I've been dealing with squishy humans all fucking week. And it just feels good to like have a conversation with like two people who I trust 
and like understand that like you, you can't fuck you it's a we all do this, but like, I think I can talk to you guys about this because we've done it. We get in our own way enough to recognize when someone else is doing it. You know what I mean? To be like, hey, maybe sit this one out or maybe extend the arm a little bit. Yeah. No, you don't have to apologize for that. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be no. the last part of the show. Safe space, man. Safe space. It was now. It wasn't earlier when Tristan's fucking yelling at us for not knowing how creepypasta works. So now <laughs> you're attacking me. What's up? Yeah, safe space. Safe space. Safe space. Safe space. <laughs> it's my defense mechanism. And well, next week we'll we'll talk about WandaVision. I'm assuming you haven't seen I haven't seen it yet. Finale yet. <clears throat> but uh we'll talk about that because you haven't seen it yet. But uh Yeah, we're gonna uh, get uh what's it called and uh, binge it pretty soon. Disney Plus. Yeah, Disney Plus. I'd give you my nice. sign in, but I don't mm-hmm. want to. But I don't want to. <laughs> I didn't get to finish that sentence. I was like, I don't want to get locked out again because I accidentally gave my mom and like three other people my HBO password because I was trading logins for shit. And I got locked out the other night. I was very fucking upset about it because I was uh, just kind of like, am I an asshole if I message all these people and go, yo, man, fucking get out of HBO and X? No, I'm going to use a different credit card and get another free week's nice. worth. I. I have, um, I think I have HBO. I think, I think Melissa and I trade it. I need to ask her. See, I always give myself out, but I never cash in. Like I haven't cashed in on the comics thing yet. Um, I, I want to, but I just keep forgetting about it. But um, currently, my account has Melissa and myself for two I, uh, I got to thank a listener, Ben. Or not Ben. I'm so sorry. Bean. I was reading something. I was saying that. Listener Bean, uh, he gave me his NBC Sports log. He gave me his DirecTV login, which is... Wow. Uh, yeah. And I was like, yo, man, I just want to watch uh, sports. That's all I want to watch. He goes, no, man, go go crazy. So, like, I can watch True TV so I can catch my Practical Jokers. And I can watch uh, all the hawk, all the all the soccer games. So, thank you. He wouldn't take anything. I don't think he's a... He's not exactly like a nerd, dude. So, like, I was trying to offer him shit, and he's like, I don't, I don't need that. I was like... <laughs> I got DC, man. I got Comixology, yo. I got Marvel Unlimited, man. I got Disney Plus. And he's like, I, I got no use for that stuff, dude. Just, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm not giving you Metro Max because my mom's got that. She made uh, her own profile. It says Hot Mama. So now whenever Drew signs in, he goes to my mom's profile, Hot Mama, watches shit on hers. Wow, and now like, we've we've got the we've got the freebies rolling in now. We're we're becoming successful people. Get people yeah, giving gotta, giving us stuff. Now we're trading. This is well, guys, I got to head out of here because I got to shower. I'm heading over to Emily's to hang out, watch the hockey game. You guys are my best friends. You guys are <laughs> two, of my best, two of my best friends. I love you guys. I love you I guys, read, too. I, I read you guys, too. I want to read you something before I leave you, okay? Right? Okay. I want to read you something. Okay? It means a lot to me. Tristan, have an open ear and an open heart. You're going to read another fart pasta? I have a massive fucking crush on Ben. I want him to fuck me. You and Ben was cuddling. You lifted your hand under his tunic and grabbed his sexy butt. He got a boner and farted right on your hand. He blushed. You blushed and smirked and sniffed your own hand. Ben sat in your lap because he saw you liked it and his eye twitched a bit as he farted on your vagina. You moaned and blushed. You kissed Ben's neck as he let out a seven second fart. As he sighed in relief, you got so turned on 
that you picked him up gently, put him on your bed with his ass sticking out along with his boner and put your face in his sexy ass. He smirked and farted as you sniffed. It smelled like rotten egg and beef. Damn, Ben was sexy. You then began to grind his ass on your vagina. He farted on your va- he farted on your vag four times in a row. You cummed on his ass and cuddled in bed as he farted in bed. Then you two had sex all night. You know, it's been proven that the reason it. why people love pop music, part of it is that they they know where the music is going before they ever hear it. Yeah. I don't know why I brought that up. It's just <laughs> I don't know, it just stuck out of my mind of me just fucking calling it. <laughs> you didn't know I was going to read Ben. I did just say, you did not before know. you read it, I said, you got another fart pasta? But no, I mean, it was the same fart pasta. But you didn't hear me say that? I did. Okay. <laughs> My favorite part of this podcast is this is done 10 to 15 minutes after you wake up, and this is how you start your day. This is how you start your weekend with the two of us doing this where it starts out a little rough, starts off a little stinky. We have some serious and then it ends, it ends with some stinky. All right. Well, (laughs) Oh man. All right, guys. I love you guys, but I gotta go. Nick, you want to do it? You want to do the thing? Night riders unite and witness us. Born ugly, race stupid. We give you spooky permission. Ten years of casting, dreaming about detectives, learning about our bodies with everyone, answering bad questions, giving worse advice. Talking shit about shit that everyone likes Cause we are